I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. This is Iris. This is Jamie. And this is Girl We Have to Talk podcast. How are you, Jamie? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I feel like this whole day has really gotten away from me. I can't believe it's so late in the afternoon already. I know. I thought the same thing, actually. <laughs> um, did you have you, what have you been up to? Anything fun? Today, you mean? Or no, just, just in, in your life. Just in just your in life. Just in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, oh, excuse me. Um, I have sort of had two weeks off, but six of those days was a training. So actually what I really needed was two weeks off. (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah, but the training was good too. I mean, I always, I always love going to this training, but it just is a lot and it is work because, uh, it is a work related training. It's this training I've been doing for a few years actually. And, um, especially as it gets more advanced, it's more, you know, it's just more brain energy and all that. Um, but, uh, I guess it's still not the same as work, but it, yeah. It's still not like doing nothing. Yeah. And honestly, it really is work because you really are, are you, you're doing practice sessions with people in the training. Mm -hmm. And so it really is actually. And then of course, like, you know, as, as everything is coming up now, as, as this is coming up everywhere, racism came up in the training, which was, uh, really great. And really, really hard for lots of mm-hmm. people, including myself, uh, pretty much everybody, I think. Uh, but it was really cool because I think it always comes up and finally we're starting to have this conversation. So I think uh, that was really uh, very hopeful for me, even though it was also hard um, because it's just like I'm so glad like things are just shifting in our world. It feels like so. And it's about fucking time. Totally. Well, so. I hope so, right? Like, mm-hmm. you never know with people. I just feel like I just don't know with people most of the time. I do think it's nice because do, people who have a hard time with talking about racism, I think that they feel like they have to. And then sometimes you get to know a little bit more about how racist they are than I think you would have known in the past, which has also been really yeah. great. I'm like, yeah. oh, look, it's I didn't definitely know out that in the way. open more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think people were really comfortable just like not talking about it. And now that people have to talk about it, I think it makes people like more likely to say something, which is good. I think I I like to know who everyone is. Put your cards on the table. Well, the thing is, is that, yeah, I mean, that's why they weren't. That's why people aren't saying anything, right? Is because they're worried about saying the wrong thing or hurting Mm -hmm. someone or they don't want to be with the uncomfortableness or discomfort. 
but that's the only way we get anywhere from there. Yeah, <laughs> if like it's I know silent, a couple... then it just continues to happen. Totally. I know a few months ago or like a few weeks ago on the podcast, we talked about race in America, and it was definitely like interestingly our least listened to podcast, which is totally okay. Um, mm-hmm. We were just talking about that today. But then also, like, in the podcast, we talked about, um, well, like, how some people just, like, haven't said anything at all. And I had, yeah. like, the, one of the people that I was talking about reach out to me. I don't know if we talked about yes, this Yes, you did tell me. Um, I know, although I, think you, I, don't I don't know, know if, if we more talked about happened. it happened. Yeah. No, nothing else has happened. I don't know, but I'm saying I don't think we talked about it on the podcast before. No, we didn't talk about it on the podcast. You told me off, yeah, offline. Offline? Yeah. Yeah. So somebody, the person, one of the people, wasn't just like that person, Mm -hmm. but like one of the people I was talking about reached out to me and they did say like, listen, here's why I really haven't, first of all, let me say, they didn't start off by saying listen, because that would have (laughs) been, it's totally different, but they were saying like, you know. I had a really difficult time saying anything about this. Like, I definitely care, but, you know, like, I grew up in a really racist household, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, no, I totally get it. And so I did, you know, I was struggling because I think I messaged you, like, right after it happened. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what do I even say? Like, I was, so I ended up just being like, thank you so much for telling me this. And that was it. But I, like, haven't talked to the person since then, which I think is okay, too. Like, actually, I was like, Yeah, maybe you both need some time. Yeah, like, I think so. Like, I think that we definitely, I mean, I feel like we didn't really have a conflict. So it's weird because I feel like definitely it's okay that we haven't talked. But I kind of feel like if I were that person, I probably would have tried to reach out. And But that's just me. And I think that, like, the way we're going to have more conversations coming up soon. I feel coming like up soon about friendship, mm-hmm. but you go mm-hmm. ahead. You, what were you going to say? Well, no, I, I hear what you're saying. And I think also it can be really challenging because I think sometimes in a relationship, it's sort of like both of you are sort of waiting for the other one to say something because you don't want to be the one because you don't want to cause more hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, sure. But that's exactly what we're saying here, right? It's like, the problem with not saying anything it's just it's hard because Mm -hmm. sometimes saying something does make it worse like I think I mentioned there was a friendship oh no you know I think this never got recorded because I think we had to record it over again but there's a long-standing friendship uh that I have um and I've kind of gone back and forth over like what are we right now because we haven't really communicated in a long time but it's one of those like people that I've been friends with for a very long time. And I think we're going to, we talked about having like a future podcast about this. Um, So I don't really know where we're at right now, but um, you know, in the past in our friendship, one of the things that I think has kind of pulled us apart a bit is that I, she told me that she didn't want to know certain things um, about our work environment. We were working in the same place And I really didn't hear her. And then I ended up sharing some things with her that she didn't know about that she was upset about. And really rightfully so, because she had literally told me like pretty directly, like, I wish you wouldn't have told me when I had told her Mm -hmm. some other stuff. And I just didn't hear it because I was thinking about what I would want as a friend and not what she would want. 
You know what I mean? So I think sometimes it's really, it is hard to know. Like in that situation, she did tell me and I, and I just totally blew past it. But I think right. sometimes yeah, it I is think, hard I do remember know. you telling me about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard to know. Like, um, if, yeah, people want to, want to hear or not. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I think that that's a fair point. And that's like the, one of the reasons why whenever you have friendships with people, it's so complicated because mm-hmm. you don't really know like what is the right thing and what isn't the right thing to do. Right. Um, right. And that's probably why a lot of relationships end. Yeah. And then I also just question, like, I don't know. So I think we were talking about, this is not what the podcast is about, but I think it's an interesting topic. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if you, with dating and relationships, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like we definitely need to take those the same because we've talked a little bit about how like women would be people, but I think mostly women are so much more likely to try to like work out their friendships than they are to work out their like dating relationship. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. No, they're more willing to work out their dating relationships than they are to work out their friendships. That's what I found. Mm -hmm. Like if you get into a conflict with a friend, you're usually just like, okay, well, see you never. Um, which it's I think harder to have those hard conversations, I think is what we talked about. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like much harder when you've had, I think, especially a long standing friend, but maybe that's not true because a friend you haven't known that long, you oh, probably yeah. would just ghost. Right. But like a long standing yes. friend, you just you like, want to try to figure it out it and you just distance mm-hmm. yourself. I mean, I feel like we've even given suggestions to people around that because yes. it's just so, so hard. It's so hard. So, so, but so my, I think my point is, and this is not, a, this is like a separate issue from the person with the race in America conversation, because like she and I are not like, we weren't like super close. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like at this point, I'm like, well, if we don't talk, that's okay. And if I see her, then we do talk. Okay, great. Like, mm-hmm. it's actually not that big of a deal. So it's just I, like, it's an interesting tidbit that we haven't talked, but it's not like a big deal either way, because we were not really super duper like bestie friends anyway. So mm-hmm. it's really kind of like, it could go either way. But I'm talking more so about like friendships that are, like you said, more long-term or even if it's a short-term friendship, but you guys were just like really close. Cause I think that happens too, where you don't know each other that long, but like you just instantly connect and it seems like a really great friendship. Like I feel like you and Heidi are very much like that. I think that you haven't known her that long, but I think you guys connected so much that it's, it seems like a really much more long but yeah, even I mean, you and I too, I feel like we connected like very quickly, like even our first friendship date, I feel like you said like, we're going to be friends. I like, usually I can tell by the third time we hang out, but I can just tell we're going to be friends. And I was like, cool. You're like, <laughs> Great. Fine. Whatever girl. But, so... <laughs> no, I was really excited <laughs> no. about it. I, but yeah, like, I think that like some people you just like have a better connection and then yeah, sometimes it's yeah. like a slower so, burn. Yeah. Like you're, it takes a little bit longer to become better friends. Yeah. Either one of those yeah. is okay. But I think that I just wonder if, you know, how much work should we be putting into any type of relationship that I think would be a really interesting thing to explore because sometimes on one hand, mm. like I was saying, I think that we put in like a lot of effort to work on our dating relationships. Like if a guy does something that's super annoying, we're like, and even what we were talking about with another one of our mutual friends, I'm using mm-hmm. quotes, like mutual people that we know. And like how like she was super willing to try to make this situation work with this guy that she kind of like was like meh about. Mm-hmm. And I, and so like, I think sometimes with friendships 
on one hand, I don't think we put as much to like fix and repair as we do in our dating relationships. But then sometimes I think with friends, we accept too much. And so then it becomes yeah, this thing we where we let just it like, go on longer. We don't know yeah. how to say something. But I would also say with dating too, like online dating is a little bit different. I saw this great meme that was like me in my last relationship, but there's like a million red flags, but I'm saying, mm, but I you make a scarf out of it. I just want to make it work. And then me but on I a think... dating app. I don't like how, you know, I don't like the how first... he eats his food, you know, yeah. or like, I don't like that he doesn't capitalize his words. Totally. But I mean, so. you know what, that's like anything, right? Like, for instance, like not to make it an ad- inanimate mm-hmm. object. I have these super long curtains in my living room, right? And yeah, I, I need I need those. I need like no, 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 no. You, you don't need these oh. because they're too, they're too long. Okay. So this is actually no, I don't point. need they're, too long. They're, yeah. yeah, they're too long. And so therefore, like, I cannot I have like a little Roomba. I can't Roomba with them on oh. the ground. I have to like, oh. yeah, it's just a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit going on with these curtains. How is Katie with the Roomba? She hates it. She thinks okay. it's like a. She does not know what this, this is. This is she Iris's tries- dog, by the way. If we haven't talked yeah, about Iris's my dog, <laughs> she, she hates the Roomba. But so anyway, like Aww. these curtains are too long. But like I have them, right? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know they were going to be too long yeah, when I got and them. Now you, and like, now you don't want to get rid of them because exactly you, it's just bringing waste into the world, and, and you yes. have to get new ones, and it's exactly. a whole thing. And I'm like, well, I totally you know get what? it. Like when, like when you came over the time and you saw my curtains, they're pulled up. So like when you pull them up, it's fine. So literally I have convinced myself that these curtains that do not actually function inside of my life, that I just really should either take to get hemmed or I should just get new ones because I could just measure my fucking windows. I'm just like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to like go out of my way to make these curtains fucking work because like, you know, whatever, I already have them. That's how people are in relationships. Oh my God. These do not work. I can so relate to that, Iris. I, so my new place that I bought, I has like see-through curtains and I really just need to buy ones that aren't see-through, but I like, well, I, but I'm like, I don't know how long I'm going to stay here. They're really not that bad. And so I have to do so much work to take on and off clothes when I'm like, because it's basically like this window, you can see almost anywhere in my place. So I can't like walk around without wearing any clothes. I'm so self-conscious about it because um, it's the way it is, is like the balconies face each other. It's the window to the balcony. So my neighbor can like see me and people can walk across the balcony because the two doors on each side of the balcony are how you get in and out. So it's just like, and especially when I moved in, they were doing work and they were walking mm-hmm. all the time, uh, a pass. So, um, yeah, I really, and I have ones picked out, but then I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm measuring them right. I don't know if it's worth it to buy it. You're yeah, right. And I so think they just have these. Yeah. That's how we are with like, I think that's how people are with their relationships sometimes. It's just like dating and friendship where it's just like, well, it would just be too hard to like get rid of these, like, mm-hmm. or even to like take them down and get them fixed. It just seems like it's too much. So I'm just going to just try to make this situation work. And at some point I'm just like, should we just take the curtains down? Like, should I just get new ones? Is it going to be that big of a deal if I measure my window and get, go get new curtains? And I think that's like, think about that for like our relationships in our life for me it's more so thinking about that for like friendships sometimes I'm I, like sometimes I meet people and like I have gone through the trouble of meeting them and so like specifically from Bumble and I'm just mm-hmm. like well like they're not so bad so then I continue to try to make the friendship with them work even though it is just like 
well, not working, but I'm just yeah, like, I don't want to yeah. get back on the app. I don't want to have to like go out of my way to meet someone else again and then like talk to them and get to know them. So like, fine, I'm going to just deal with this. And that's like, you know, what ends up happening. And so sometimes I think we have to figure like, it wouldn't it yeah, okay we, to just... we, I do think there is this idea of um, like, it's the same thing with family too, where it's like, well, we're just stuck with who like we defaulted with. So mm-hmm. we like are just going to have to deal with it instead of like realizing we can find new friends. Um, but you know, I have, here's another thought about this is that with friends, you don't care as much because you have other friends right? or you can make new friends. And so you're ever, and you don't want to make a big deal out of nothing maybe, but with, you know, a romantic relationship, it's like, it's only, I only get one. Um, And that's, of course, I'm speaking to, you know, kind of this more binary idea, monogamous idea, right? Yeah. But Um, even if you were into black and white, not binary, but black and white. So yeah, but even if you were in an open relationship, I think you still right because like something about that, like intimate sexual relationship, I think that mm -hmm. you would want you wouldn't want the two long curtains, even if you had another set of curtains, right? Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it feels like you have a limited amount. And so you want to like, try to make it work. You don't want to be too picky, because that's a really big thing. I think, you know, in in the single world is being called picky and how that feels and everything. Um, And I think, though, that that's why the dating apps are different, because it makes you realize there's so many people, right? And so then it's so much easier to be like, no, 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 no. And I just saw a commercial for like Indian matchmaking, where they're kind of doing the same thing. And it's the same idea. It's like, there's more than one person, but you don't feel that way, I think, out in the world. Right, right. Yeah, I think so. so. I think that could be some of it. Well, and I know, so this is totally not the same thing, but like, okay, recruiters, if you, okay, I don't know if you've ever, cause you're, you work in a, own your own business, different maybe, but yeah, I haven't really ha- encountered many. If you many, ever had to work with a recruiter, who's like mm-hmm. an external recruiter who mm-hmm. just like works with a client and then they meet a lot of different people. Like they are so bad about this and like companies too, right? Like whenever I'm hiring somebody who, and I'm using a recruiter and I have to pay this really big fee for it. I'm really picky. But if you applied to me directly or like walked into my office, I'd probably hire you. But because of this like random person, the recruiter, you need to now be perfect, which is so annoying and horrible. But I think that maybe is how like the dating apps are like because I'm meeting you through match. Like, I feel like, you know, I don't there's no real need to talk to you or do anything else. I can kind of just look at you and be like, "Ah, I don't really think so. And, And be a little bit more assholey than maybe mm-hmm. I would in real life which kind of sucks right because like I wonder if there was no dating apps around would people be more engaged because like is it seeing all those Instagram models make well that's that? yes that's the whole point that they talk about slow dating that dating apps and I might have mentioned this to you before dating apps make it easier for you to meet people but potentially harder for you to actually find a relationship Mm -hmm. when I think all social media probably does too because I think it's easier to cheat I mean you can yeah I mean that's the thing that I showed you I showed that you I showed you that article that a friend had posted about how um, people were encountering a lot of people in relationships on dating apps that were basically committing infidelity. They weren't like, it's totally different if you are like a lot of people I see on dating apps will say ethically monogamous, um, non-monogamous, ethically non-monogamous, excuse Mm -hmm. me. Um, and that's totally different, 
you know, than going on there. And I, and yeah, I've known friends over the years who um, found out that people they had been dating for months had secret other girlfriends. Totally. And I think, or boyfriends or people. Yeah. Or people. Yes. So like they're like the whole that you can be on a dating app, but then also just thinking about, okay, this was not you. I thought that I was talking to you about this, but I wasn't, I was talking to somebody else who you are one of the only people who I like talk to on the phone. Like I don't really talk to that many people. I think we've talked about this. Like I talk to a handful Mm -hmm. of people on the phone. So sometimes I'm like, wait, no, I was actually this person. So who could it be? So for a while I thought it was you but it wasn't you, which is why like, you're not, you're not thinking about what I'm thinking about. So I was talking to this person who we both know. Okay. And she was telling me that she has, she was listening to our podcast Mm -hmm. about like, like cheating. And like, I think something in our podcast, like we talk about like how, if you like, it's really difficult to trust for me, for me, it's really difficult for me to trust people who would be okay with cheating because I'm just Mm -hmm. like, well, what else are you okay with? So Mm -hmm. anyway, so then she has this friend, this guy friend who is cheating on his wife. And she's like, literally gotten to this thing where she's like, I don't really know if I want to talk to him anymore. Cause she's like, Mm -hmm. it just makes me not really miss Mm -hmm. it. But anyway, the whole point of that is he was cheating on his wife using Snapchat, which is another, which is one of the things oh, that I was thinking, which is one of the yeah. things I was thinking about in my mind when I was thinking that, because you know, your messages disappear. Now, I don't know this because I don't use this, but I've heard yeah, that your messages yeah, disappear. Right. Yes. Yes. This is true of Snapchat. I think it's one of the reasons that it was created because there were so many issues around people sending naked pictures and them coming out, especially with underage children. Mm-hmm. So I'm so I think glad it was one they of figured the out a way to get around that. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I mean, I'm speaking kind of out of my butt here because this is having no actual knowledge if that's why it was created, but I know it's certainly a way around that. Totally. Yeah. That's horrible, but (laughs) I'm sure people use it for lots of fun stuff. I'm an old millennial, so I used it for a little bit and then I realized that I was over 30 and, uh, I don't get it though. Like I don't have any judgment about people who use TikTok or Snapchat. I just don't understand how to use it, which makes me sound like an old person, but like, I don't get it. I don't feel like it's intuitive. Like it's really similar to Facebook, except you're not, there's no wall, but you can do stories and you can message people from what I remember. I haven't been on it in a while, so it might've changed. Oh, and I think Snapchat might have been the first one to use filters. You have all those like fun filters. Yeah. So like I've had to take pictures. So listen, I downloaded Snapchat just to take pictures of the kids that I nanny, but I don't know how to use it. Like to like message Uh, people. I just know how to take pictures. (laughs) Um, So yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to work it. I don't know anything about this. So, but I'm excited for other people who have figured out ways to cheat on their partners using it because you really suck. But I do think that that's, like, another way that people are doing it, too. And it's easy to, like, slide into people's DMs. Also, like, you have the option of yeah. having, like, secret texts on your phone that go in different places. I mean, honestly. It yes, is just like I mean, way that's part of easy. what makes um, – that's part of what is is attractive about infidelity is that it's secret and it's dangerous and it's something we're not supposed to be doing and – I don't love All that. that kind of stuff. I don't love it. That actually no, brings you. us to our topic. So let's take a little pause. <laughs> okay. And then we'll just jump into the topic of the day. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about open relationships. Um, I think so. We're talking about open relationships, but by way of talking about Will and Jada Pinkett Smith, because mm-hmm. we talked about this um, 
on the last full episode that we had, we said that we were going to talk about the Will and Jada situation. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay, I don't really feel like even explaining this whole thing because I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. But let me just, like, try to abbreviate it. If August? You don't... Yeah, well, I like his last name. It's like, Aaliyah. oh, okay, yeah, exactly. But we'll just say just August. Say August. Yeah, people yeah. can look it up. Exactly. So, okay. And also, like, if at this juncture you don't know what we're talking about, like, good for you, I guess, because somehow you live in a place where you don't get any kind of, <laughs> even Jamie knew about this. And I feel like you were the well, least I knew pop culture about it person. a little bit. No, no, I know more, I know more pop culture than other people. But, and I don't know how I figure it out, but I, I know stuff. So I it think just, it is possible. Oh, I love that. You don't know how but, you figure it but, out, but you know Do you know stuff. what, though? I wonder if this is somewhat because I'm white. And um, you're, you know, not fully white. I, I don't know. No, I, like, okay. I really think that, like, <laughs> everyone knew about this. Like, okay, so, okay, okay. Let's rewind. First of all, let me tell you what happened. Uh, Will and Jada Smith have been married for a long time. Um, everybody has, there's a lot of rumors. And some, I think it's somewhat confirmed that they have a relationship. Like, I, when we had the episode with Brie and we were talking about it, they were, like, one of the celebrity couples that we brought up that is likely to be in an open relationship. And I really think that yes. they have talked about this before. I think that they have said that they do this and like in a non gross way, but I think they've mm-hmm. just been like, yeah, like we're open. Okay, great. Anyway. So apparently a couple years ago, they broke up. They got a separation. It doesn't sound like it was a legal separation, but like who, like a lot of people don't bother to get legal separations. They're just like, yeah, listen, we're separating. I don't really know what the benefit of doing that is. I don't either. Than, but um, a lot does, of, yeah. a lot of, um, your energy wasted. I don't, exactly. I don't really... <laughs> I, well, I okay. So actually, I know in some states, like New York, for instance, you do mm-hmm. need to be legally separated for a while before you can get a divorce. So I do know that oh, some people. Interesting. And I think maybe some of the southern states are like that too. Like, um, let me think about it. Like, I think maybe Arkansas. Maybe there's a couple states. Um, specifically, I do know New York, and I'm assuming there's New York is probably not alone, where you have to have you have to be separated for a certain amount of time before you can get a divorce. I think in New York, it's something like either, something between like three and six months. It's a while. Um, wow. And then you can get a divorce after that, right? Like how patriarchal? Like I'm sorry, maybe it's you really don't patriarchal. Get a <laughs> it reminds me of like those abortion laws, which oh, they yeah, I don't gotta like do a heartbeat listen and then come back the next day if you still want to yeah, do or it. Wait That's three bullshit. days, That's which bullshit. I think is so funny because there's much less laws around buying a gun like there are there are states you can go in and get a gun same day you have to think about if you're going to get a divorce or think about if you're going to get an abortion it's really interesting i just yeah i just think that it should be like up to you to kind of figure that whole thing out and and also it's making an assumption that as a couple you were like literally like let's go get a separation like you had never thought about it before nope, you like, never okay. thought about it just today like, you were like today's the day for a divorce yeah, typically when you're getting a separation it's been years and years of things not working at least that's what i understand from people i haven't gone through that kind of a separation where i've been married but that's that's my understanding from people so <laughs> right well and you know what here's the thing if you say that we're going to be separated for a couple months that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be like you know what let me work on this like unless there's unless maybe they have a rule that says you need to go to couples I I don't know fuck it that's a whole nother episode anyway yeah right and anyway so they were separated I don't think legally but they were separated they were living apart and uh, both were clear that they were going to be able to see other people so Jada Pinkett was very hurt and uh her son Jaden 
has, mm-hmm. who is younger. I think he's like 21. He's like Kylie Jenner's age. So however old she is, okay. 22, like young. Okay. Yeah, because she just turned 21 not that long ago. I don't so know. 20, I don't know. 22, 23, yeah. around that would yes. be my guess. A child, anyway. But like, um, yeah. he, he has a friend. August, who apparently is also an, a music artist and was just like okay. really struggling oh, emotionally. I didn't know August was that. Okay. Well, interesting. listen, I don't know how old he is, but I can look that up oh, really quick. Oh, okay. I just know that they're friends. It doesn't mean that they're okay, the same age. That's okay. true. That's true. Especially when you're like a celebrity exactly, child. Exactly. Or like a anybody. celebrity yourself. You're sort of. They're all the same age. Like they all drink and do whatever together. It's very strange. They don't have the same boundaries as the rest of us, like normal life so okay i just looked it up in august is 27 this happened years ago so so let's say he was like this let's say he was 22 at the time he could be 22 like Jaden, i think is 21 now but like maybe was 16 when this happened Um, okay and so like this because this was years and he's a musician right yes he's a musician yes okay okay um and he has a new album coming out or that just did come out and he made an announcement. Oh, no wonder. Okay. No yeah. so wonder. That's he, very interesting. I didn't he, know that. Yeah. So he just released an album. Um, and he also just released a song called entanglement by the way, but anyway. yes, I heard about that, but I didn't know he had dropped a whole album, but yes, he just released. Wow. A whole album. That's really interesting. Okay. Sorry. I'm just reeling from that. <laughs> so he, so he made an announcement that he and Jada Pinkett, like, I don't know exactly what he said. Right. Cause actually like, I heard about this late. Like, I was late to the story. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, like, he said something like, we're in love, or, like, we had a relationship. I, it, like, there was something along the lines of, like, it was a serious relationship, though. He did not say that it was nothing. Um, and he said that Will Smith gave him his blessing. Everyone was just like, what the fuck is going on here? First of all, they were, like, really just, like, first of all, I can't believe that that happened. You know, I think we all know that they, like, this it just does not seem like a revelation to me that there's that they sleep with other people. I felt like we talked about that a couple weeks ago, yeah. like months ago. I wonder I if maybe it was that it was public. Yeah, which I know that's because they are pretty to... private, right? Wouldn't you say yes, about the relationship? Yes. I think so. But I think it's really interesting, right? That like, I think another thing that when Brie was on and we were talking about polyamory, we were just saying how much people just don't get it and how much shame there is about Mm -hmm. it. And maybe Mm -hmm. this is, maybe this is that because I think we all kind of knew, but then like, like this being out was just like such a fucking blockbuster scandal. Then people were like very upset with Jada because she was with this younger guy um, I think Jada Pinkett is like, let's just say she's 50 something. I can look it up, but I, I know she's 50 something. And because I think Will Smith is 50 something. So let's see how old is Jada Pinkett. Um, uh, let's see. She is 50. Wait. Uh, maybe she's not 50. She's 48. Oh, my God. Okay, anyway, this makes it even worse. So she's 48 years old, which I'm like, get the fuck over yourself. If she's 48 and she wants to sleep with a guy who's 27, like, go for it. I kind of don't really think that's a big deal, but whatever. Um, so they were, like, <laughs> But they were making a big deal about that, yeah. Yeah, so they were, like, he's so young. And then also because he was going through mental health things. So, like, how they phrased it, I don't know if you watched the Red Table Talk, is that, like, he came to stay with them when Will was not there because he was really struggling emotionally and they had a stable home, and they were helping him. Now, like, we don't know exactly what that means. We don't know, like, what that means. It could have been drug abuse. It could have been alcohol. It could be depression. It could be all of those things. But the way that both of them have characterized it is, like, he was in a dark place. Um, And then she did say, like, she slept with him because it made her feel better, and, like, Mm -hmm. they had... 
like an entanglement is how she described it. Yeah, she, um, that was one interesting thing actually about what you sent me. And I don't know if you want to continue before I talk no, about No, so that. that's the whole story. So I was okay. going to say to you, like, what are your thoughts about this? Okay, so let me just say that um, what you sent me was she actually brought herself to her show, which I didn't know about her show. So I actually did research that a little bit. And now I want to watch it. It sounds really interesting. But there are some good sound episodes. like some of this show is about kind of confronting deeper issues that make us uncomfortable. It seems like that's some of the show. Like some people go to that show to talk about uncomfortable things. Am I right yes. about that? Okay. Yes. So she was like, for instance, herself... when Jordan, remember when Jordan yes. hooked up with Tristan? Yes. Okay. So she has a red table talk. Okay. Yes. So anyway, yes. It's like, yes. Uncomfortable. I knew about that because they talked about that on the, um, on keeping up with the Kardashians and they were not happy with her about it because she really right. didn't tell them what she was, that she was going to be on that show. She hadn't really said a lot of what was said on that show. So, um, but anyways, that's a whole nother topic. So, um, what you sent me was Jada bringing herself with Will um, to the show. And uh, and they were talking about it publicly for the first time because they had decided not to talk about it publicly, but in this show said that it had gotten so out of hand that things were being talked about that weren't true. All the things that they said were direct quotes from Jada were not because she hadn't said anything. Um, right. So they felt like, you know what, it, this has gone on so long and it's so uh, inflammatory that um, we need to just say something about it. One of the things that I found the most interesting is she was very hesitant about how she talked about it and talked about this entanglement. And Will was really pushing her to be like, you need to really say what this was. Yeah. And then she finally admitted it was a relationship. But yeah, she really wouldn't say she slept with him. Like she kind of wanted that to just go. She wanted to go without having to say that. And for Will, it seemed like it was really important that she say it, (laughs) which she never did. So that was kind of interesting. But it didn't seem like a big enough issue that like Will was kind of pushing her, but not enough that. I guess saying it was a relationship was good enough. It was sort of like a middle ground for the two of them. Mm-hmm. But I found that to be really interesting. Um, yeah. So like makes you think like, did they have more conflict about this than like we know? Cause it kind of did seem a little bit like he, he did say like something, he says something along the lines of like, you really hurt me or like that really hurts or something. And I'm, or like, I'm going to get you back. And they kind of like, yes. And then she was like, yes, that was very uncomfortable because you could tell there was tension there and they were sort of joking, but sort of weren't. And she's like, Oh, I think you've gotten me back. And he was kind of like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Or something like, I forget exactly what it was, but yes, that was a very interesting exchange. And he, it sounded like he had already been really hurt by her. And that was what led to the separation. Because he said, I was done with your ass. Yeah. And she, and she said, agreed. I was too. Yeah. Or something like that. So she's like, yeah, you were. Like, something yeah. happened with them where it was like, not okay. Like, it wasn't okay. And they were just. As things change, other things stay the same. 
like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important kind of like we can't really work right. through this right they were very right they talked a lot about being unsure that the relationship would survive and even not and even at the time really feeling like it it, it might not like really it wasn't even really a what if it was like this could really happen but we don't know for sure um so I guess that is a what if but what I mean is is they really contemplated that this could be a reality that the rela- relationship would end and this sure. was maybe what they say like three years ago, a few years yeah. ago. They and said they it was done. They were the like, we were that... done. Yeah. Yes, they were done. So, so yeah. So I guess there was at some point some feeling that the relationship was over um, and that maybe a separation was going to eventually like just was going to start the process that was going to lead and divorce. But that didn't right. happen for whatever reason. And it was really interesting because they both kind of talked about this idea of a ride or die person in your life. And they weren't, they were not sure if that was who this person was, but they felt like they got that from each other, from the situation. Um, They also talked about how divorce just wasn't an option or breaking up just wasn't an option, which I also thought was really interesting. And then like, I did see some headlines that talked about that this was a media stunt and probably because they talked about Um, This was a media stunt um, that they went on the table to basically show that their marriage was strong and that their relationship was more a a business relationship or a business arrangement than it was like a romantic. So I thought those things were all really interesting Mm -hmm. and I could get why people would think that, but I think that is a big assumption to make based on what they were saying. I think why people make that assumption is because it's hard to really think that you could really love someone and have this great, amazing marriage and that you could do enough damage that it could be over Mm -hmm. and then come back from that and like have those have those messy gray areas instead of it's like, no, you're either together or you're not. It's either working or it's not. You either can work through it or you can't. Um, And I found myself like really deeply affected by the ride or die. There was a part of me that was so incredibly jealous. (laughs) I'll just be real honest about that. That's good. That they had that with each other, regardless of whether it's true or not. I don't know. They only know. The way Will was looking at her, though, I have to say, he looked like he had this, like, just, um, 
what I want to say, like unquestionable positive regard for her and respect mm-hmm. for her and love for her. That's what I saw in him. Now, yeah, he's an actor. I, I don't know. But like, I, I just feel like, oh, my gosh, that's always what I've been looking for is someone ride or die, like whether it's a friend or it's a partner or whatever. I've never quite f- found that. And I actually don't know that that's totally possible because here they are they were three years ago going to break up. Right. So are they really ride or die? Who knows? But I did find that language. I was really like really, really deeply affected by them talking about that. Totally. I feel like it's such a tough road, right? Because Mm -hmm. on one hand we want to say like, you know, like we were talking about earlier, like when is it enough enough? Right. And we've talked about this too, when we were talking about like uh, our listener question where she was saying like, she doesn't know if she wants to get back with her partner because they lost trust and, Right. Or even with the cheating, like when, or we talked about, oh yeah, that's the same one where we talked about trust. Like how, yeah, like how mm -hmm. many times is, when is it going to be enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And like on one hand, like it's so messy because like, and this is like the thing about relationships because on one hand I'm like, exactly. Like I just said today, I'm like, when do we just say like, this is done. Like this is done. This is done. It's done. Like I'm throwing in the towel in this friendship, this relationship, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it's done. Or like, like, what is it something that changes from you being like at that place where you're like, okay, yeah, this is done. And it, it really is just done. Like, what is the, the common denominator, which I'm thinking is like, for the J, we always say like at our little summer camp thing, we call it the secret sauce. What is it to make some? And is it a mm-hmm. personal choice? Because clearly... I, I do believe them. They're each other's ride or die. Like, honestly, of course, we could be talking about this in like 10 years and they're totally divorced. But like, for some reason, I don't really think they're going to get a divorce. And I don't think that if we say like, it's a media stunt and like, maybe their relationship isn't like a real relationship. It's just a business arrangement. But then it's like, okay, but do they love each other? Are they like maybe intimate together? Is it also financial? And do they enjoy being each other's life? And if I, I believe that all those things are true, then mm-hmm. why is this not a real relationship? Like, do why is it that we have as a society decided that if you have any messiness inside of a relationship or if at any point you decide that you need some space or you need to do uh, like something else, then obviously this isn't working. But then on the other hand, like, I'm also just saying, like, when, when do you decide that it's over? It's really so hard to figure it out. And I think that for yes, every person. And it's so dependent on those two people exactly, or however many like, people are in the relationship. Yeah. Like, and I think that, like, whatever is, like, you have to find the person who you want to deal with. Because I think most relationships are going to go through a lot of the same shit. It's just that, like, who would you rather are you, do you feel like you can do this shit, these messy, uncomfortable, ugly things? with this person forever. And I think that's what makes a person your ride or die. Cause I don't think that there's any perfect relationship or something where everything is like really good all the time, or the person never hurts you, or you never get to the point where you're thinking like, would it just be better off if I ended this? But it's something that keep, keeps you from like going over the ledge of like being like, Nope, this is it. This is done. I'm not doing this. Then it would be that something that like pulls you back. And I think that like right. what they're saying is they, there's something there that pulls, mm-hmm. that pulls them back. And I, you know, I don't really know what that is, but also on the other hand of it, I think that like, maybe for us, like maybe whatever it is that Jada did to him was nothing with sex. Like, I think maybe they are, I think a lot of the reasons why the media is saying like, oh yeah, there's no possible way. Like she had this other relationship and yada, yada, yada. I, I somehow think that like the sex 
part of it to them doesn't seem to be as important. I think the reason he was pushing her is to say it was a relationship because I think that's important. I think that like, uh, so maybe I, that's, so maybe it wasn't this middle ground. He just wanted her to say it was a relationship. Yeah. Cause I think that that's different than me. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they do have a sure, relationship. Some people really feel like sex is not as a big of a deal as having emotional intimacy. Right. Right. So, and yeah. so, and that makes it a different situation. Like, and that's the thing is if she just said like, yeah, I had a, like me and this young guy slept around, like is the, is society ready to hear that? No. But, like, I do think saying you were in love with or in a relationship with somebody else while you were married, that's harder. And it's really probably even if you are in an open relationship. Like, I don't know any polyamorous people. But, like, if that polyamory would mean that you were all kind of involved together, I think. And it doesn't sound like this was poly. It sounded like this was separate. Even if it was known, it was still separate. And I think that even just talking about that could be, like, a little bit uncomfortable like it seemed like she couldn't even look him in the eye when she was saying it and I think there was like a little bit of uncomfort there to be like yeah like we had a relationship um well yeah I mean there's many parts of this that could feel really shameful for her um I'm not saying that 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 she should you mm-hmm. know feel quotes feel that um but I could see being in her position you know, this being a friend of her son's, right. maybe the age difference, maybe the fact that he had mental health issues and that's why he first was involved with the family. Um, maybe because, you know, he was, he knew Will too and was friends with, I mean, who knows? Like there, there could be a variety of reasons. Um, and also I think sometimes when we put something in the past to bring it up again is mm-hmm. really hard and we don't, realize what's going to be there until it's brought up totally it's like oh you know but it's I don't know I think it was it's it's really interesting because I think the thing is is that you really don't know if someone's your ride or die until the relationship ends and I know that's a weird thing to say but like there's always a chance that they're not your relationship (laughs) yes that that could change because the reality is is we could say that at the beginning of a relationship or at some point and then something changes it's just like consent and that's what I think people get so annoyed about with having conversations about consent is like what do you mean you can change you can always change your consent it's like yeah that's how consent works it's not like you know um there's a famous Dave Chappelle episode years ago where he has a woman sign a contract to say that she wants to have sex with him that's not how consent works. And that I think that drives people nuts mm-hmm. because it's not black and white. So I think it's the th- same thing with a relationship. Just because we say one thing now doesn't mean it's not going to change later. We can wake up after being with someone for five months, two minutes, 10 years and say, I don't really want to be in a relationship with you anymore. Or I feel differently about this, this or this. This thing I said is actually I feel differently now. So there's just no way to know. Totally. Yeah, I think. And so hopefully they are able to. I mean, I think I don't know. I think they figured it out. I I think that their relationship is whatever their relationship is. And I think that, yeah, however they put it, it's working for them. But I just think that like. Right. And who is uh, who who are we to judge? Like, who the fuck cares if it's if it happens to be a profession, more professional relationship? Great for them. 
Right. I mean, there's so many relationships wonder, like, that work like that. Or yeah. maybe some of the time it has been more a professional relationship, but then they fell really madly, deeply back in love. Like, who the fuck cares? It's right. their relationship. But I also just wonder, though, with people, like, I just think we live in this this world of, like, seriously, fairy tales. I really do think people think that oh, yes. it's a transactional relationship or it's a business relationship if if this is not, you know... Prince Charming and uh, like Cinderella or like I, I'm trying to think of like who we think has like a perfect marriage. I'm trying to think of a celebrity that people think is like they, uh, that they I idolize. Would say Obama and Michelle would be a great example. Right. Like that. But like also like I think that that's the case. But like we don't know what's going on with their relationship. And I'm sure that they have plenty of like dark moments like maybe not like this well but i'm we, sure that they you know you read her book right or did you not I didn't read, read it the whole thing i didn't it read long. it but i know I we like, talked it about long. it in book club it was and long. i talked to a friend who had read it and she, it, there were definitely challenges in their in their relationship or there have been and i'm sure mm-hmm. there will continue to be just like there totally. isn't any any relationship so yeah. And I think that's also, though, like, again, not going to say that this is a perfect relationship. I don't think it is at mm-hmm. all. It's, you know what I will say? It's not the relationship for me. And I'm not talking about Will and Jada. I'm talking about <laughs> Bill and I'm talking about Bill and Hillary. That's another mm. hot one. It is not the relationship for me. But I also just try to be like, you know, like, I don't know what's going on in their household. Do I think Bill's a great person? No, like, absolutely. I don't think so. But like, everyone's like well this is just for business and I'm like I don't know maybe she fucking loves his crazy ass I don't know like send help smoke signals if you need help but like <laughs> I don't know what's going on there and like I just don't know if like I think we all just think if it's either you're Michelle Obama and Ob- Barack Obama or you are in a teardown drag out he's like domestic violence horrible horrific relationship that everyone is unhappy with but you're afraid to leave and I just don't think that that's true I think Mm -hmm. that there's a middle ground that nobody likes to acknowledge that sometimes every moment of your life, especially these two, like I think she said in there, they've been together for 25 years. 25 years is not going to be Michelle and Obama all the time, every day. Like, it's really not. And I think the bad side of that is that we've just gotten to see the dark insides of these people's relationships. And Mm -hmm. so it has allowed us to be exposed to, like, some negativeness. And so we're like, you should be – well, then you shouldn't deal with this. You should be done with this. Yes, because we don't want to deal with the uncertainty, I think, is and the discomfort and the realities. We want – I mean, some of it, I think, is because we're fed this fairy tale, but I think we also want the fairy tale. Even though the funny thing is is that – a real relationship is actually way better because it's real. Um, right. I also think another, this is another reason why the mo- the, ha- the biggest growing population in our society is single people because mm-hmm. they're starting to realize that, gosh, maybe this isn't, this isn't right for me or, and, and also I think we're, you know, we are, we're needing a relationship less and less as, people become more and more independent and able to live on their own and able to find what they need without a relationship. Um, you know, they're not finding that it's as important as maybe it once was. Right. Exactly. And you know, if you're not getting out of it, what you want to get out of it, then you shouldn't. Right. Like there are some people I think who are like, uh, well, I would just have gotten separated after, all of that. I wouldn't want to have to, I wouldn't want to continue. I think that's some of what people are struggling with is trying mm-hmm. to understand why these two people want to be together and how did they right. find their way back? It's hard to understand. And you, I think you had talked about that 
Um, uh, Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox. Fox had gone through something similar. And I did read a little bit up on that. And they've chosen a different path, it seems like, than uh, Jada and Will. Right. Yeah, they are definitely. Well, like, at least she Megan has... is. <laughs> I don't know. About... Well, no, Brian Austin Green is dating around. And so anyway, well, the reason I thought that was first. I think he I think he has been the way that I've read it. It sounds like he was more he was more hoping they would find each other. And in his language, he's even said that. And because this has happened before with them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she, I think, is kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of done. I mean, honestly, she's been like that before, too, though. So, like, I uh, don't really okay. know what's going to – they've been – they've filed for divorce, again, uh, between each other before. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Okay, I didn't read yeah, that part. Yeah, she, she did. She's filed for divorce against him. I don't want to say against because it sounds bad. But they filed from divor- divorce for each, from each other, sorry. Um, and then, like, the next thing you know, I'm not kidding. Like, they filed for divorce. They were, like, getting a divorce. And then, like, a couple weeks, months later, a couple months later, she was just pregnant with their other kid. So, like, like, I'm, like, like, sometimes this – and then they reconciled. Like, I'm, like, maybe. But, like, she's dating somebody really seriously now. Um, And – but from them separating, the only reason people knew that they were separated is because she started dating Machine Gun Kelly, which is such a great name. Um, Yeah. But – It is a very interesting name. Is that – because he's an artist, right? Is that his artist name? I think he used to be a rapper, and now he's, like – alternative music person I don't know okay. I don't know any of his stuff but I do know he's a music artist but I know I, he's more popular than August um he's like people do know who he is um but like younger gotcha. people okay like zoomers gotcha gotcha um, maybe maybe some millennials who like it's just not my type of music so it's probably why mm-hmm. I don't know but like I do mm-hmm. think he's pretty popular um and so yeah but like he's dating around too and like he dated Courtney Stodden and they were on like Instagram live together and it was really horrible and then she had nothing good to say about him afterwards so Courtney Stodden is a very damaged person if you're not aware of who she is I feel bad for her but like she needs she needs some therapy like a lot of it hmm. do you know who she is no no I'm, I'm I think she... I admit I lost you somewhere along there I'm not sure I follow the train of everything so Courtney Stodden, Brian Austin Green was dating her, or they dated like a couple times, but she's. Uh, um, but I thought I read that he was dating someone else that he just broke up with, or they just broke right, up. Right, and they were all dating at the same time. Like he's kind of all over the place. He's oh, not, and, but okay. they've only been okay. separated for a very short period of time publicly. So right. like, we don't know how long this has been going on. I but, read like, something that she came back from a shooting somewhere. She was shooting some film and she came back and was like, I've really enjoyed being by myself. And mm-hmm. he couldn't argue with that. But I forgot how long ago it said it said the, the article said that was. But that's what they were saying the root of it was. But again, mm-hmm. I don't know if this came from one of them or like a third party. It's just a speculation. Or, yeah, I right. can't remember because I, you know, it. I just read it once and. You're yeah. like, I'm not an expert, but no, no I'm not an expert. Do you remember the woman? This is probably like, you probably don't remember this, but there was a huge controversy that like, there was a guy from the green mile. Um, and he, he married a 15 year old. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Like you In have to look. In the state that was legal to marry that, that 15 yeah, was her, her mother, her mother gave consent, like signed oh. for her to marry him. And he, and he was, was she like, pregnant? No. And he was like 50 years old. Um, anyway, like, so then she's, 
very troubled. And then Brian Austin Green was dating her, and it was just kind of like oh, that's a little the bit woman is a fifteen-year-old. Yeah. Uh, no, like oh. it was a different woman. It was a different woman that he was dating. But one of the women that he wait. dated was Courtney Stodden. He's dated a few women. Okay, wait. So Courtney's the one who was the fifteen-year-old who married the. 50 year old yes okay that's what I was asking okay I'm like why are yes. you mentioning this if it's nothing to do with Courtney okay all right that but also sense. yeah so yeah but it's I get like... he was dating other people and you yeah. know that's very common for I think more men than anything else but I think it's really common when we actually are pining after the person we broke up with mm-hmm. to do a lot of dating because right. we just don't really want to we don't want to deal with the loss Totally. And it's like she's moved on. Um, But I just think it's really interesting, though. I do think that the media, like the way that they're treating this separation between those two, they're like celebrating Megan getting away from him Um, and like her relationship with Machine Gun Kelly. And I just thought it was interesting that like it literally the news broke of Jada and Will at the same time. Well, and and also it's a different situation because Jada and Will now are back are are together. Right. And this is three years ago. Yes, but curiously, mm-hmm. and like, do you feel like, because it, it is still probable that, let's say that in a magic world, machine like Megan and Brian got back together. I don't really think that people would be like, well, shame on you, Megan, for dating this guy. And I kind of am like, but why? Like, it's the same I, situation. You know what? Just, like, I don't know. You, I don't think that people have the same amount of respect for Brian Austin Green and Megan that they do for Jada and Will. That's so true because they're super famous. Um, but you like, I always say. Like, well, but also totally... Jada and Will portray themselves as adults and they That's also true. have had pretty mature careers. And if you look at like Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox, like Megan was so young when they got together and she really hasn't had a, a big career. Either has Brian Austin Green. You know, I think people kind of always question if that would work. I think with Jada and Will, even though they were young, like they kind of proved themselves over the years. So I wonder if that's some of the difference. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Um, But also, like, I think it's just I I think people should just try to it. I don't think it has anything to do with. I think it's like that beloved couple thing like you're talking about. Definitely. Like think about when Demi Moore and Bruce Willis broke up and people were like, (gasps) they were so like, they couldn't believe it because they, you know, had been together so long. And I think, you know, they were respected. Yes. But I think that also though, if you think of them as just being humans, I just think the way that the media is being like, this is over that. Of course. And And I love this conversation that they had. I think it was so great. That they talked and I think about they're both the reality. They're and both the truth. separated. Right. Like, you know, like right. that's the case. Is like right. they were both separated. So and I do think a lot of people are like, oh my God, how could she do that to Will Smith? And I'm like, yeah, like she did it because he left her. Like for whatever reason. Because they're not together. And if you're separated from someone, you are entitled to do that. You're not you're not together with your partner right now. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting. They also had a really good conversation. I felt like about the media talked about how Will had given her permission. And I really mm-hmm. loved how Jada was like, well, actually, I'm the only one that can give consent. Yes. Um, and he agreed. Thank you. Yes, I know. It was so great. But that she also understood what he meant was, is that Will was okay with it, which yeah. is totally different than giving your permission. Because exactly. permission is about ownership. Oh, yes. Being okay is about my wife. like communicating with your partner. Totally right. different. Yeah. So I thought that so, was, I really love that they, because, you know, language is really important. And totally. um, I think I really love that they, uh, 
they went there and they cleared that up, I guess, is what the words I'm looking for. Um, yeah, and it's just weird that, like, I mean, obviously, right. the, like, the guy even said it himself, and I'm sure she's just annoyed with him for being like, yeah, he gave me his permission, or he said he gave him my blessing, and I'm like, I don't, like, the way yeah, it's he weird. said it was just not great. The yeah. way he announced it was mm-hmm. not, it sounds And like, the fact that you sa- you are now saying he had an album drop, of course, this is why he's talking about it three years later. He leaked this totally. to the media. He's trying so, to get, and he, he it worked. Everybody's yeah. writing about this song and his album. So, you know, I think, like, if anyone did anything professionally, he did. <laughs> he did. He was but isn't that interesting that all the focus ends up being on Will, Will and Jada? And, gosh, there was something else I was thinking about, too. Oh, I think also the fact that they even did, like, she brought herself to the table. They had this talk, like. Can you imagine Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox doing that in their relationship? Like, I can't. It would be weird. No, I don't think that they, like, they haven't done that. But I do think that Megan has spoken a lot about, like, the relationship oh, has situation. She? Okay. She I has. Just, and I don't don't know them. At, and I think it's, it's not like I know really Jada and Will really well. But I know them, like, a little bit. And I really know yeah. nothing about. I think it's because Megan Fox is, like, really, she's in a very, like, committed like we love each other type of relationship so I think she oh with Machine Gun Kelly really yeah like they're in a real relationship like it's not like you know they're like I think they so maybe together. she ended up finding someone that was like a real true love for her and she maybe it wasn't even like expecting it. to and they seem like a better fit like if you ever you'd have to mm, google them but it seems like yeah a better match. yeah it seems like a better match yeah, I think that's um, the prop part of uncertainty of relationships is, you know, you can do that. You can go on a break and see other people or you can have an open relationship and find like, oh, actually, maybe like this is my ride or die person. It's mm-hmm. just so like, you know, we grow and we change like like the wonderful and horrible thing about being a human. being. <laughs> yeah. And I think that if more people were, you know, some people, though, it's just hard for you to find one person to be your everything. And I think that, you right, know, right, right. And I you think just you never just... know until the relationship is over. I really believe that from talking about it with you. And even before that, I probably knew, but I don't know that I would have articulated it that way. But you just never know. Things change. Yeah, there's so change. much uncertainty. And, uh, you know, another option for people that I don't think we even talked about, and we won't talk about it for too long, but I, we briefly mentioned it, is that, like, let's say, let's say, for instance, you are in a relationship with somebody and something is missing. Um, I just feel like there's so many different ways to go about a relationship. And I think we've talked yes. about this before, that, like, if you – and I know this might be controversial, but I feel like if you're choosing to be you, – you can choose to be in a relationship. And it can be a good relationship. It can be a bad relationship. And you can decide either way that you would choose to stay in that. Mm -hmm. And even if it is a good relationship, but you're not entirely fulfilled by it, you can choose to leave um, and seek somebody else or seek to be by yourself and get fulfilled. Or you can open the relationship up and you can find. That was my next thing is I'm like, but you know, then there's this other option of opening your relationship up. So like, I think maybe it's not even permanent. Maybe you just need it for a certain amount of time. And then you yes. realize like, oh, actually, maybe I don't. Or maybe you find it in a friendship. That's mm-hmm. something that I, I do in my work as a therapist. I talk to clients about, is this something you need to get from your intimate relationship? You know, when they're coming and saying like, there's this thing and I, it's really bothering me. 
you know, that I'm not getting what I need from my partner. You know, that's one thing I ask is like, do you need to get that from your partner? Because that's something there's this great, um, uh, therapist. She's a sex therapist, couples therapist, Esther Perel. Is it Esther Perel? Yeah. I, I listened to her podcast. Yeah. 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 About cheating. Right. About infidelity. Let's see. What is it called? Anyway, you keep talking and I'll figure out the she name has, of the podcast. She probably has more. Oh, oh, you listen to her podcast. She has a TED talk yeah. I love about infidelity, but yeah, she has a great podcast. She has many books about sex and uh, infidelity. But one thing she does in this TED talk that I watched, which was really helpful for me and totally changed my perspective on infidelity. That's actually, by the way, Iris, before that TED talk, I would have uh, definitely never, ever in my own relationship or advise anybody else to stay in a relationship that had infidelity. That's how I felt about infidelity before I saw that TED talk. And it totally changed my mind about it because she really showed that it's not as much about the two people in the relationship as you think about their relationship specifically. But one thing mm-hmm. she talks about is, you know, generations ago, a hundred, 200, 300 years ago, we would never rely on the amount that we rely on a partner now to be our best friend, uh, the best lover we've ever had. Um, you know, the person that we are the most in love with our soulmate. Um, The person who's going to take care of us when we get old, the person who is going to be there when we have a really hard day. Um, It's just, we would never have expected that. And it's too much. It's, it's, we we can't expect to get that from one person. I feel like we talked about this either like on the podcast or just personally about like somebody being like your person. And, like, I think we had a different idea of what that could mean because I feel like when we discussed it, you were very much the, like, you really do, unless maybe you've changed Mm -hmm. your opinion. But I think at the time you said you really do need your significant other to be that person for you. And then I was like, well, I was like, you know, that may not, like, Mike is, like, definitely one of my people, but, like, I'm, like, I get a lot from my mom and I get a lot from Nina like it's not like Mike's not like the end all be all person for me he like he is my person Mm -hmm. but like I think you know like not everything like he's not like where I would be like you are my like Mm -hmm. everything like I think that's a lot of pressure for him and I think we have yeah like early in our relationship because we were together for so we have been together for Mm -hmm. so long he was like my only person. Like I really only hung out with him and I only really talked to him and I had to tell him every, I mean, I, I do tell him everything, but like sometimes I'm like, yeah, at least I'm going to briefly mention this to you, but this Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith conversation, I'm not fucking having an at length conversation with him about it. Cause he doesn't care, <laughs> but like you care. Like you're like, yeah, this is a great yeah. conversation. So like, I, I agree with you. Like, I think it's really difficult and I do think a lot of women make their husbands their only person. And I think that's why sometimes it doesn't work out because you just don't really have a lot. You're so, if that person isn't able to meet you for all of mm-hmm. those things, which probably they won't be able to, it makes you feel like this relationship isn't working mm-hmm. out. And mm-hmm. I just think that sometimes that's just not, for me, that's just not realistic. Yes. I'm a lot. Yes. And so I need, I need so, a lot of different people. I don't remember this conversation, but I completely agree oh. with you. So I'm not sure how that came across because I don't imagine that I would say that within the last six years of my life. Maybe Before, you were having a day because you totally were like, you were like, no, you were like, that's the problem. Like it was a text. You were like, 
yeah, that's my biggest issue is that like, I need the, like, I, I need my partner to be my person. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, you know, that makes sense. I, I like to everybody their own, but I remember I mean, maybe you, like, I, I thought like my... that in the past. That's why relationships haven't oh, worked maybe. in the past. Um, because I wanted them to be the person. And I, and I basically like a lot of times in relationships or it, I can think of one or two where I basically isolated myself from other people because I thought I could really only put my energy into this relationship. And I saw other people do that too. So maybe that's what I meant, or maybe I was having a day. I don't know. I don't, I I know the, I know we've talked about it, but I can't remember exactly what I said, obviously, but all I can say is, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is that I totally agree. I mean, I think that's why really a lot of relationships don't work because we are expecting too much from one person. Um, but maybe what I was saying is, is that's why I haven't wanted to, because I've, I've, because maybe my expectations I felt like in the past were too high. I don't know, but I don't think that's what I want. But I mean, at least you get it now. Yeah. 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 And like, well, yeah. Like, and that's all that matters because truthfully, like I was just like what I was just saying, like, honestly, it was so horrible because, like, I would always be like, oh, God, what is Mike going to do this weekend? If Mike's not going to go out, then I can't go out with my friends. And now I'm just like, I don't know what you're doing for the weekend. I'm going to dinner with Heidi. And, like, yeah, <laughs> and that's girl. great. And, I, you know, but, you know, I had I didn't do that when I was, like, 22, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. And then I learned the hard way that, like, I was so isolated. And I really just not the hard way of, like, I got my ass beat. But I mean it in a way of feeling, like, really isolated mm-hmm. yeah. and sad. I, I'm really dependent upon my friends. Um, and my too, but like, really, I feel like I lean more on my friends for just like the, we talked about this when finding your tribe kind of conversation. I really get a full sense of community, like full community when I have, when I have girlfriends. Um, and so like, I, I think that that was like a huge part of it for me. And so I'm really grateful to have good friends now because I just think it would be so isolating if I didn't have you guys. Aww, yes, I agree. I agree with that. Um, well, this was a good conversation. Anything else before we let people go? Because it's been yeah. No, I'm just noticing <laughs> we've gone pretty long, so hopefully people listen. No, that's it. I think it was a really good yes, episode. I agree. Though. So everyone, hopefully you all like this episode. Please remember, I forgot to tell you all in the last episode to like, subscribe, give us five stars only, <laughs> tell a friend. Get a friend, make new friends. That's basically what we're advocating for always. And Jamie, what's coming up next? So the next episode is definitely going to be a question episode. I think, oh yeah, the next question episode is really good. It's actually about um, a mother with an adult child. And I love that one. That was a really good episode that you led, Jamie. So I'm really excited for people to hear that one. Um, And then after that, we're going to be doing like some conversation about friendship. We've noticed that you all really enjoy the friendship conversation. So we're going to be doing more of that. Yes. I I feel like we can have so many iterations of that conversation that, um, of friendship conversations, like even the beginning, I feel like there's so Mm -hmm. much more to unpack. So I'm excited to do it with you. Let's unpack it. I'm bringing all of my suitcases. We're going <laughs> to unpack it all. I've got lots of baggage with friendship. Okay. It was good talking, good talking to, you. to you. Bye. Bye. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. 
Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. 